We make weapons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm a fix and flip guy. I do real estate. So this is what I do. This is what you do. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm going to figure it out. So that's, that's kind of how I look at it. You're listening to the Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Hello, great state of Arizona. It's Marcus Maloney once again with Mike Delpreet, and this is the Azria Show. And today we have Brian Kingdesky, who is a fix and flipper who's done over 2,000 deals right here in the Valley. And we're going to talk to Brian about how he's navigating, you know, the real estate industry right now and exactly who he is. But before we do that, we always got to ask our executive director, Mike, how are you doing? Wonderful, man. Where's your energy today, Marcus? So you said, oh, it's going to come. It's going to come. You know, <laughs> stumbled a little bit there, man. I wasn't used to that part. So we're good. We're you know good. It's coming. You know, it's coming. Yo. So with that being said, right, the energy is here. We're ready to get rocking and rolling. So, Brian, man, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Thank you so much for having me, guys. So I'm, I'm excited about today and hopefully we can get in some good stuff. Oh, we will. Okay, perfect. Perfect. So. What I want to ask you first, Brian, okay, we know you've been, well, for those who don't know, you've been doing this for 22 years. What did you do prior to real estate? I actually, the interesting thing, I used to own Subway restaurants and Mm. 22 years ago in August, I went to a, a marketing seminar and the guy who was speaking there, a guest speaker in the restaurant industry. This is marketing for restaurants. And the guy, the guest speaker was, his name was Ron the Grand. Okay. He's an old grinder, but he was such a good salesman. I bought his kit and uh, for $1,500. And I actually was one of those guys that actually did, you know, opened it up and read it and implemented it. And that's how I got started doing lease options and, you know, all that crazy creative stuff back in the day. So we didn't, didn't have the money to, to get crazy with it. So that's, that's just how I started and learned. Wow. Yeah. On the grant, he's still out there. He's still, <laughs> he was still old back then. So I, he still looks the same. <laughs> it's like crazy. <laughs> that's funny. 20, so 22 years ago. All right. 2000 Y2K. That rings yeah. a bell. <laughs> yeah. Right. Love so, it. So the subways though, man, like, so did you just like jump out of subway or did you kind of like, it was a smooth transition? Like how did that all play out? So, you know, I, I had this, I had the subways and I, I, you know, grew them up. I had like six at one time and I was still doing, you know, still doing the real estate. And then, you know, basically the real estate, you know, didn't have employees, didn't yeah. have all the problems. You know, I, I love, I love oh. the restaurant business. I love cooking and eating and all that stuff. So, you know, but it, it was, it was a really inter- interesting time at Subway. It's when Jared came out and all the sauces and it blew up and then it just got crazy here in Arizona. I mean, you know, I'd buy, I bought a store in Phoenix, 32nd and Thunderbird. And then they opened one up a mile away and said, Hey, you, you got to take this or, you know, we're, you're giving it to somebody else. So, 
just a lot of problems and you know you got theft you know i got robbed all the time and so it it was crazy and i stood into it as long as i could but then you know real estate was just a lot easier you know kind of mm-hmm. bought my time back and stuff like that so I, I eventually sold them all i think i sold the last one in 2006 and and just you know concentrated more on real estate awesome okay. man. pretty great you got me thinking 32nd and thunderbird that was the one by safeway right Yes. Yes. Yeah. I had, uh, right. So when they, when they sell them to you, this is a funny story. So when they sell them to you, you know, you don't know who's going to stay what employees. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I go there, open the store. I've got no employees except for one lady who's 83 years old. Her name was Rose and she worked during the day at Safeway in the bakery. And then mm-hmm. she'd come and work in my place at night. Wow. Wow. So she was a grinder, like awesome lady, you know, she, yeah, she, she's passed now, but oh man, but yeah, that was, yeah. It, was, it was crazy times back then. So, so Brian, being, being an entrepreneur and you kind of spoke about the differences between running a restaurant and real estate, where with the restaurant you had employees, everything like that, you was getting robbed yeah. with real estate. You don't. I'm going to take you back just a little bit. Why Subway? Why did you even get into the restaurant business? You know, I had, I had a, I met a friend who was doing it and this was like pre Jared. So you could buy stores pretty cheap. Like, you know, now you can't even buy a new one. You have to buy a, a, you know, an old one. It's just hard, hard to get in. And, uh, but at the time, you know, I was able to get in and and get a restaurant and I, I just, you know, I, I uh, played baseball in college and then I bartended as well. And I was with this awesome restaurant called J Alexander's and, and kind of just grew through, through their ranks a little bit. And so, you know, food and restaurants was kind of always on my radar. And then obviously, you know, as an entrepreneur, you want to, you know, you want to work for yourself. And that was just something that I thought was the, the path to go. So, okay. Yeah. You, you know, when okay. you buy a franchise, you end up buying a job. So, as an entrepreneur, you want to always try to fire yourself and, you know, it's just harder to do that in that path. So yeah, I just took the, okay. did it for a while and that's it. All right. Uh, so what, yeah. what skill sets did you learn from the franchise model that are helping you in your real estate investing business? I mean, it's, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you're on your own, you've got a, you've got a, think about it like you're, you're, you're kind of working for somebody, but you're working for your, yourself. So you, you've got to have, you got to have the, the work ethic that you have in, in any business. You've got to put the time in, you know, in my office here, I've got, there's a couple other guys that are in this office. You guys know Spencer Caldwell? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure, man. Yeah. How much so he's, up? he's in my office and it's, it, there's many days at late at night, it's just him and I here. You know, yeah. and I'm in my fifties and I, he, he looks young, but I don't know how old he is, but we work, you know, right. The, the recipe, even though it's old school and there's different, you know, kids are making money off of Instagram and stuff like that. The recipe is still, you got to work at anything you do. Yeah. yeah. So it's just easier now with all the education and training out there, you know, stuff that you guys do, it helps people try to cut that down a little bit, your learning curve, but you still have to work. Absolutely. I hope that answers the question. Very well said. <laughs> it's so, a word that people don't talk about that much. 
Right, right. Everybody, everybody want to do it without any work, without any yeah. sweat from their brow. Yeah. So let me let me ask you this, Brian. So when you were doing again, I'm going to take you back. I'm a historian. So I take you back when you were doing and you got that information from Ron LeGrant. What made you implement it versus other people that don't implement, you know, the education? What was it in your psyche that said, you know, what, this is something that I really, really need to do. And you went out there and took action because, I mean, you were. At that time, you were pretty successful. You owned all of these Subway restaurants. Yeah. You could have been, you know, happy there. But why, um, what really made you be successful in real estate besides the work? What action did you take? You know, it's, the, I, I, I guess, you know, God just made me the way he made me. I guess it's, it's part of that is like, I'm, I'm not smart enough not to know not to do it. And I, and I just, I'm a worker. And so I just, you know, I got the kit and it was really interesting, his material and his, you know, little DVDs were interesting. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, I don't know, it just, I, I don't, you know, it, it's just one of those things where you don't want to outthink it. You kind of just got to do it just like we talked about with the work and go through the process. Yeah. You know, somebody said, I'm sure you guys heard it. You got to put in 10,000 hours in anything you do to become an expert. And yes, yeah. I did that. I wasn't really good at school. I never, you know, in college, I, I graduated, but I don't know how <laughs> mm -hmm. I did it just so I can keep my, you know, athletic scholarship. But afterwards I found something I, I liked and I just literally, you know, educated myself. And back in the day, you'd get those DVDs, you put them in your car or the cassette and you listen to it while you're driving. And that's all I did. I just, wow. okay. I just, I listened to it said what it said to do, you know, go out and knock on doors, go out and buy bandit signs and put bandit signs out. You guys remember all that, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so I just did what he said and then I get calls and, and then just go through the process and try to learn. It's, it's like, you can't shortcut a lot of things in life. It's just like with this, with real estate, you have to, you have to go through it. You know, you know, you can't hire someone for it. You got to kind of do it yourself and then you can hire. So true. I hope that answers your question, Marcus. But um, absolutely, man, you're I making it sound stuff. so easy. It was educational. It was he's he's funny, and Ron the Grand's funny, and his one thing. So this one thing that out of his all his stuff that I remember that has probably made me the most money and saved me the most money is his magic words. He would say no matter what he was doing. So if somebody gives you a quote for a job, he would say, "Is that the best you can do?" Ooh, that's, that's, Ron, that's Ron Legrand's famous nuggets. So, you know, fast forward, we have 10 different crews, you know, and they have subcontractors. So I probably have, I don't know, 120, 130 people that I feed in some way. Mm -hmm. And I still, to this day, and my project managers say the same thing. Hey, is that the best you can do? Love so it. a wholesaler sends you a deal. Is that the best you can do? A seller you know, you get an offer from a seller and is that the best you can do? It works everywhere. It, it, you know, when you're anything you're doing in life, you're buying something on Craigslist or someone's doing a service for you. Just ask that question and, you know, see what happens. You know, and, and, and right off the bat, someone uses like, all right, I'll take five bucks off or whatever your scenario you're in. Yes. Yeah. Imagine how much money you probably saved over 2000 flips. <laughs> we used to track it like 10 years ago. We would like track it, you know, dollars saved just yeah, by yeah. saying that. So it's just, I don't know. It's just something I've been implemented in my life that Ron, their grand, 
headset. No, that, and, that's wonderful. And it's literally the, the magic words. And I still do it to this day, 22 year, two years later. Man, it's like we could, we could wrap up this podcast right now and just end it with learn yeah. it, do the work, <laughs> right? That's the best you can do. And yep. that's the best you can do. <laughs> it's, this is a success. So you guys try it. Whoever's listening to this, just yeah. try it. I'm, I'm, I am not joking. You're not being, you know, you're not trying to shyst anybody. You're just asking that, you know, even the Bible says like, ask, you know, you mm-hmm. don't ask, you don't receive. So I just implemented just, just asking, you know, and that's it. That's you know, you're, mean, you're not, you know, you're not being greedy. You're just, you're just asking if they come back and they say, you know what? Hey, I can't, you know, my costs are here. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Fair enough. So, so you got, you got traction, you got momentum. You're like, Hey, you know, this real estate stuff is a lot more appealing. And it yeah. sounds like, you know, starting in 2000, after you figured it out a little bit, you're heading right into the, to one of the greatest times in history of making money. Can yeah. you tell us how that flowed and just how you got into the flipping into the boom and yeah, I mean, there's so many different steps there. You know, I started, you know, once, so once you're getting education and educated and you're learning, and then you're kind of people kind of start knowing what you're doing. And then you'll start meeting investors, right? So that's your key. If you're going to be a flipper, um, you know, you need money to do it unless you have your own. But people really don't like to give money to someone who doesn't know what they're doing. So you've got to kind of go through it and learn. And, uh, and so that's what I did. And then I'd, I'd get investors and, and you, you start small, you do your onesies, twosies, and then you keep growing on that. So, you know, we were, we were growing and, and, and flipped properties and had, had investors used hard money as well. I actually met my hard money lender. It was when we would go pre-drive homes for auctions. Mm-hmm. And so he was, he would go to all the houses and meet people and just hand out his business card. His name's Justin Wood with Sound Capital. He's got really good money and I still use him to offset it just because we have so many homes. So, um, but yeah, interesting story. Like 18 years ago, I just met him at a house. He's handed out his card and that's, and he was starting his business then. And now he has like 67, $70 million of fund out there. Wow. Yeah. So so yeah, you know, that time, so we were, we were doing that and it, it was, it was just crazy. I remember buying the house and then thinking, you know, when you buy, you're like, oh, it's worth 200. And then it would take a month and a half to fix. I'd list it and it would go up $25,000 <laughs> just because I owned it for a month more. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you know, it got, it got really crazy. And then, you know, obviously everything crashed. So, you know, obviously looking back, we all wish we would have in 2010, 11, we would have bought those $25,000 homes in Maryville and kept all of them. Yeah. But you know, we didn't, I didn't. So some people did. What was going through your mind though? Like, wait, okay. Cause there's a, there's a correlation here. So when you're saying, Hey, 200, then Austin was worth 225. One, you were new, right. And, and what was going through your mind? Like, wow, this is great. Like, were you, did you even see any worry signs or of any sort? No, I didn't see any worry signs. And it's kind of like what we, you know, you just went past since whatever, 2011 yeah. till yeah. now, like everyone who's entered the real estate market just was like, oh, it's this easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's always going to be this easy. And you didn't have to work at it. And, and not so many bright people made money and you didn't have to be right to make money. You just had to be in it. Bring it. So it's yeah. it was the same thing, right? 
you know, everybody yes. was going crazy and making money and then, and then it just kind of happened. And so the, this is the time where, you know, a lot of those people get weeded out and, and then, you know, you're left with the pros and, and stuff like that are, that are still left doing it. Yep. But it was crazy. It, it, I remember, you know, it happened and you, you know, once it happened, you kind of didn't know what was going on and, or what was going to happen. And I remember taking like a little break in for like six months just to let it settle a little bit, which, yep. you know, I was somewhat newer back then, you know, but I remember my first house, you know, went and, you know, flipped it and, and made like $35,000. And, and I just went into it like, man, if I could just make five or 10, I'd be happy. And we ended up making, you know, more than, more than we thought. So, but yeah, that was a crazy time. I bet. Wow. And, you know, and wow. I just hope, hope we don't get there now. And, you know, Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's got some similar stuff going on and it's 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 it is kind of crazy out there right now when you when you started flipping like to wrap up that question like you started seeing it over the last year or two yeah. you know listening it for a month were you just like i i get what's happening i'm gonna ride this wave or what was your stance on that when you saw the resemblance in the office we, you know because one of my other guys has been with me forever too and so you know it it was just everybody was saying the same thing. There's no way we can continue to do this. Like it, right. it was crazy. Every one of my flips, I'd have five, six, seven, eight offers, 30, 40, 50,000 over asking. And it was just, it was, it was ridiculous. So, and it just, you know, was something that you just knew was not sustainable, but you didn't think it was going to kind of end it like it did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah really quick then yeah it's been really quick so you know i I talked to a lot of people in the game and and and, you know everybody overall is is you know concerned about what's going on but you know it's it's one of those things the the movie iron man remember tony starks and they're talking to josiah or whatever his name was and he's like tony we're a weapons manufacturer we make weapons right Mm -hmm. yeah like i'm a fix and flip guy i do real estate so this is what i do this is what you do. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm going to figure it out. So that's, that's kind of how I look at it. Brian, what would you say to that person now that saw, okay, the market was so good. Everything ran up so quick, but now they're just now getting started and just, we're in the midst of getting that market. started today. Yes. What would you get, tell that person? You know, I would tell them to make sure they're, you know, if it's their side gig or their real gig, they just got to get educated, you know, and at the same time, find the right coach or mentor that can help you out. So be around somebody. And then Mm -hmm. I would tell them that they never need to ever, ever, ever take their eye off of raising money. Never take your eye off of raising money. I wish I would have been more diligent about it back in, back in the day, but you know, I, I didn't, you know, a lot of people these days are, are creating funds. Mm-hmm. And there's companies out there that, that will do that for you. There's a, there's a cost to it, but mm-hmm. I would, I would tell them to go create a fund that could help fund their real estate investments. Okay. And that's, that's what I would tell them. Get coaching, wow. get wow. educated and build a fund. Okay. Real estate doesn't have to be yours. What? you always need money to do real estate doesn't need to be yours though. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's a lot of people that, that, you know, that the whole fund world, that's probably been my biggest, 
you know, learning moment in the last year or so is just how, how big it is and, and mm-hmm. that whole industry and, and, and just the power behind it. So, you know, if you're, if you want to make your life easy, find a, find a real, build your own real estate fund, create your own fund. And are you doing, are you, is that something you're in the process of? Yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm, you know, uh, that's what I'm working on. So, you know, we've got some, you know, big stuff that we, we want to accomplish, you know, next three to five years. And, you know, we need Mm -hmm. more money to do that. And is it like a PPM or? That's probably just going to be a basic debt fund. Yep. So, you know, that's kind of how my world already has worked, you know, yeah, real estate in real estate out, you sell it and you just, you cycle it, but it just lets me even do more of a mass scale than we're already doing. Awesome, man. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So you went through the, the boom, everything changed. Kind of like you said, we we all wish we bought in Maryville, Especially, especially with this idea, you're building out a fund, you're still at it. You're still in today's market. What are adjustments you are making like, you know, going into what's like, no one knows what's happening. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, you could forecast the best you can, but like, how are you preparing for changing? You know, right now we're working on the fund. I'm, I'm probably spending a lot more time building passive income. So we're in the vacation rental world now. Okay. So okay. we're spending, you know, a lot of time doing that. We're, we're building a fund to help us do that. And then, you know, whenever this, whenever this happened, even in the past, you know, I'm, we all have, if you're a fix and flipper, you've got, you got houses on the market right now. I would just tell you to, to keep lowering them and get rid of them and start fresh. Cause there's new, mm. new deals, you know, that are coming my way. They're, they're, you know, they've been adjusted of what's happening in what's happened the last right. month. So they've adjusted so you can buy cheaper, but you know, the problem is we got to get rid of our, our old inventory. So that's old inventory. I'm working on and, you know, it doesn't help when rates, you know, they keep raising rates and, yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like Arizona is heavily dependent on real estate. <laughs> you know, you think about yeah. what we do and you got a, appraisers and home inspectors and title reps yeah. and lenders. And like, you go on and on Realtors. and on. Like, I don't even yeah. know how many people, in Arizona work in the real estate industry, but I'd say it's a lot. Yeah. We're all getting affected right now. So mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that probably goes into buying right. Buying right. Yeah. Well, so we've always way? been, you know, we've always tried to buy at 70% of after repaired value. So we want that 30% discount. And and throughout the years we've stayed there, whether we've added a little size, you know, added a little value. So we've always stayed right there, but it got crazy. You know, they were selling homes um, sight unseen, eighty-five percent. Yeah, it just got it just got crazy, and you know, a lot of those wholesalers are now out of the game. The ones that stay in it are the ones that build relationships. You know, mm-hmm. that's the the key that I would tell someone. That's probably the fourth key is you know, build relationships in this business and stick to them. You know, I always tell wholesalers, you don't need 20,000 people on your list. You need five guys that buy houses. Yeah. yeah. Straight. And they'll, they'll let you know if it's a deal or not. Yeah. And that's what I, that's my thing. I said, you send me a deal. I'll let you know in 20 minutes, yes or no. And I'll give you a price. 
And so I still do that. I've always done that. And then if they don't like my price, I say, okay, go shop it. And then sometimes they come back and say, okay, come back. Yeah. We'll take it. So my job is buying houses. So my job is to give offers and give prices. And, and, and I just got to do it based on what's going to fit our model. And that's all I can do. So we look at, you know, 500 or 50 to hundred houses a day by email and text and all that stuff. And we just pick the ones we like. Shoot offers. Yeah. Offers are, you know, very important part of our day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. They are. You know, right? are. you know, get a deal. So what about going into like the flips, man? Like, so are you doing anything going forward? Are you guys doing anything more creative with your flips to get them sold? Maybe staging them special, you know, what kind of real estate agent do you suggest investors use? Like, what do you look for? And, you know, flipping these houses after we reset. Well, yeah, if you're going to be flipping, you got to, you got to, you know, kind of budget your costs right. you know, a little bit better these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then the thing, you know, if you're going to want to buy a house and you get a deal emailed to your text from, you know, that everyone else is getting, so you have to, you, everything you have to do is quick. And that's where I go back and say, you know, going through the motions and learning and educating yourself and going out to look at every house at first and, to get a feel, even if you're not going to get it, this all factors in to you being able to make a quick decision because you have to be the, the quickest in, in town. You know, that's how I've gotten many, many, many deals is being quick. So then the no things that they cost, everything costs more. So you've got to stick to your budget, but we, you know, we've always done pretty much full guts. I've never really been into the lipstick thing just because it really, it's hard to where you end and begin on right, it. Right. it never looks right. Yeah. So, you know, we're doing, we're taking everything out and putting everything back. And then sometimes we enclose uh, whatever this and that and make it or the wall that's always in between the kitchen, you know, that always comes mm-hmm. out. So we kind of do light staging. So now we're getting back into that because back when things were crazy, you didn't have to. So we'll just do kitchen bathrooms and paintings on the wall air fresheners and, and that's it. And then we just, I'm an agent as well. So we just list them ourselves and, you know, we offer 3% to the buyer's agent and, and that's it. So, so is it safe to say, Brian, and I'm just assuming that a lot of your deals are coming directly from relationships. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's what I, I sort of figured just gauging from this conversation. Yeah. So I've done it and it's again, it's the whole thing. You got to kind of do what you're good at and you got to know what you're good at and you got to kind of stick in your lane. So I'm, um, we, we used to have the whole machine where we did the, you know, the texting, the calling, every marketing you can imagine. And that was just literally, you know, to me, we got deals, but it was, you're spending so much money so much time because and Arizona money. and California are the Kings, the capitals of this. So they're like, everyone's doing it. So you've got, I don't know, 2,000 wholesalers. You guys probably know how many wholesalers do we have in Arizona or did we have in March? <laughs> yeah, right? that's the question. <laughs> and not to mention the, the virtual people, like people in other states trying yes. to deal. Yeah. I get Texas all the time from te- like, you want to buy a Texas, North Carolina house? I'm like, no, I don't live there. Right, right. Yeah, you me know? too. So I don't know. Yeah. So man, I don't know where all these people came from. So now, so, you know, I started off, buying from wholesalers, buying at auction, 
then I started doing, trying to do my own. And, and I just was never good at the follow-up, like the follow-up, the follow-up, follow-up. That's, that's what that game is. So if you've got that personality or you're smart with tech, you can, you know, streamline it, then do it. I just was never good mm-hmm. at it. So I went back probably, I don't know, two, two and a half years ago, I just stopped all marketing and just, I went back to my, my wholesale guys and bought directly from them. I ever stopped yeah. buying from them. I just, just stopped that. And yeah, you know, so because th- there's plenty of deals out there, you just gotta the same same in the when you're buying at auction, you know, you always looked for that one that had that option opportunity to add a little bit square foot, do some value add. That's how you always make your money in what we do by just adding a little something extra. So if you paid a little bit more, you can have that buffer because it's whatever okay. three hundred square feet bigger. So, but yeah, it's. Gotcha. That's tough. And, and the guys that are doing wholesaling and spending money on marketing, they know the pay-per-click yeah. and everything that everyone's mm-hmm. doing now, it kind of changes, but then it all goes back to, you know, back the same. To the, yeah. they're doing mailers okay. and, and uh, relationships with agents. Like there's, there's tons of ways to get deals, but when I wanted to get them in mass scale, I had to get them sent to me way more than what I was getting them. And I didn't mind giving somebody 10, 15,000 in order to, for them to get that deal, as long as I still made money. Of course. Right. Right. Cause you'll, you'll end up spending that in marketing anyway yeah. to get that deal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Talking to sellers. <laughs> I've done it though, man. I've, I've done it. I've sat at, you know, sellers houses and talked to them and, you know, in the stinkiest, nastiest houses you've ever seen. I've, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I went through it all and did it. You know? <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's, let's, Brian, Mike, let's take a brief break here. Word from our sponsors. And when we come back, I want to talk about kind of your team, Brian, because in okay. order for you to do 2,000 houses, you're not doing them by yourself. So, we no. want to talk somewhere around, around that team building. Okay. Um, Are your real estate dreams on hold? With work, kids, everything else going on, time is limited. Most days you feel like the world's on your shoulders. You might even say to yourself, if I just had someone to lean on and push me in the right direction, I know things would happen quicker. Well, then you need to check out the Deal Finders Club, a community of investors eager to close more deals, sign more contracts, and just get ahead in life. The DFC provides weekly coaching, thriving online community, and all the education you need to be confident. DFC is your fastest path to closing more deals. To learn more, head over to azdfc.com. That's azdfc.com. All right, guys, we are back with our executive director, Mike Delpreet, and Brian Kindeski, who's a fiction awesome writer. You're that name. You're, you're killing it. You're killing it. <laughs> All right. Is, good, he, good, is, good. He, is it good killing it or is he killing it? <laughs> oh, he's hitting it. All right. All right. He, he's hitting All it. Right, yeah. Good. <laughs> so, Brian, right before we left, we were talking about, you know, asking you about your team because you can't do all of this alone. And I know sometimes being a solopreneur, you figure, okay, well, I can do this. I can save money. I can cut costs by doing it myself. Tell us, how did you build your team? What does your team look like? And did you ever have that mindset to where I'm going to try and do this on my own? And then you just got to that max where you say, you know what, I got to outsource some of this stuff. Yeah. So, you know, because I, because I started from just the ground up, 
you know, I was the guy that was going to Home Depot and bringing all the materials to the house for the guys every day, you know, and I started off with one house. And, and so I did that for a while until it got big, until it got too much. And then, you know, we, we basically, so, so, so the contractors that I use, they don't, they don't work for me. I just 1099, mm-hmm. 1099 guys. So, so that was, I'm able to, you know, just use many different crews to help meet the needs that we have. So, you know, we, we, we kind of changed things a while back where, you know, you had a contractor come in and they would bid a house and they would bid the whole job. And right. so then we, we changed a while back to where my guys just bid labor only. And then we sub a lot of stuff out because what I found was happening was when they did everything, they were making money off of everything. And they, were, right. and they were taking way too long. So now we have, you know, two or three AC companies. We have granite guys, you know, some, some separate plumbers for bigger things, roofing guys we have. So when we get a new house, my project manager will text everybody. They'll come out and give us quotes. And then we say, okay. Hey, is this the best you can do? So, right. <laughs> right. right. Yep. So, but so it, it kind of, it just happened when, you know, things got too busy, but my mindset was always to fire myself and it still is. That's how I always kind of operate. But then again, because we want things right, it's very, it's hard to let go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you just, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta let go. And then there's still things like the things that I still hold on to is I want to see the house we're buying mainly to protect some of my investors mm-hmm. and myself. And then the initial meeting with the contractor of what in my project managers of what we're going to do, I'm always there. Okay. So those are the things I, I haven't given up, you know, doing, cause I, I just think those are, are super important and the rest we can, we can manage, but it, it started, you know, the, the first person I had, a, I have a guy, his name is Phil and he helps me look at houses. He actually worked at one of my restaurants when he was 18 and now he just turned 30. So, uh, you know, he's, he's with me, but okay. he helps me find deals. He does a bunch of different things and, and he's a, you know, commission-based guy. And then, and then I have a gal by the name of Mindy. She's my transaction coordinator. And then I have two project managers. The first one we hired was my son. And okay. so he does that. And then we, we just started, you know, we just kept growing. And so we needed another project manager. I got another guy named Ricardo and he's awesome. So those are the, the main team for, for the fix and flip business. And then for the vacation rental business, I, my partner, Gina and I kind of run that one. And that's a whole nother beast. I don't know if you guys want to even get into that, but the, yeah. the process is similar, but you know, once you get them, you know, stage them and get them ready. That's a whole nother beast. But so that's kind of the team we have now. But again, like I said, we have, I don't know, 120, 130 people that are, that we, that we feed in their families, but a lot of them, they're all 1099. And, you know, so, you know, the guys that aren't my main contractors, like I'll let other people, if they want to quote for a roof or, you know, whatever, I'll give up some of those guys so they can give, you know, if you want to, if you have a house, you need a new roof, I'll let, I'll give you my guy's number and you can call them and get a quote. So. Love it. So, so 120 people or so, give or take, 
you know, you know, how do you keep that? What What's one of your tips of, you know, people come and go, right? Life, life yeah. happens like, but how do you keep a strong team like that? So, you know, the main, the main, my main contractors, almost all of them have been with me for a very long time. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my one guy's, you know, probably he was right a couple of years after I started. So he's probably been with me for 20 years, Manny. Mm-hmm. And I've always just kept Manny busy. Yeah. <laughs> you there keep you go. busy. Like, so whenever Manny needs a new house and you know, you, it's each one of these guys is like a relationship really. Cause mm-hmm. you've got to yeah. know yeah. what they can handle. And everyone wants to be coddled and talk to different. Some, you know, require a lot of attention and, and some, you know, don't. So you got to manage personalities, but so Manny, you know, he's, he was one of my first guys. And then he has, he has a a team that does a couple houses. So he manages those and, and, you know, I'm dealing, my guys are dealing directly with him and bringing materials and stuff. So, but yeah, we have like 10 different crews that, that have their own people. And then we have the subs that are around them that, you know, we, whatever, send over there for the AC, the roof, garage door guy, granite guy, you know, a lot of different guys, pool guy that we have landscapers, you know, those are all the guys that we, we kind of built our own team so we can try to speed things up and get them done quicker because you're paying interest and you just want to get in and out as fast as you can. Got it. So the project manager there, they're both there trying to speed things up. They order materials and drop ship them to the house. And, you know, again, to try to keep the guys in the house working and speed things up. So but it's our business, you know, if you want to get into real estate or you're new, know that it's not like an exact science. Like you're, you're a problem solver. Like all I do all day long is, is deal with problems. Some are good, some are bad. So you got to have thick skin and you just, you're dealing with problems and moving on to the next it's you guys done it it's like it's never smooth it hardly ever you know (laughs) you know yes yep but i know you're 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 striking a chord with me here brian because (laughs) on my way in man it was just problem after problem it was like each phone call i was like phone just don't ring for a minute that way i can i can think on how to figure out one problem before the next one you know know came in so and we all have those all right. days and, you know, it's, yeah, there's days like that where it's just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. So, yep. But again, so Brian, this you, is tough. Yep. So you will be at our next monthly meeting, which is October 10th in Scottsdale at venue 8600. Yes. So Mike, you want to, you want to share some content? Some instructions for everybody. Yes, as you know, everyone knows our, our monthly update is, is the main event for the month. All the members come out. We have our trade show, all our vendors, property managers, hard money lenders, contractors, you name it. Everyone's there. We do the the market update. Tina Tambor will be here this month as well, giving us our market update. And then we're going to lead into the, the panelists. So I handpicked four people four professionals and experts at what they do. Surviving the transition is kind of the name I put around it. A lot of changes going on in the market. Formulas are changing, problems are changing, buyers are changing, numbers are changing. So I wanted to bring in people that are actually doing the business every single day during this. So Brian is, is, was one of those. He was highly referred from Steve Trang. Steve Trang will also be there. Andrew from People's Mortgage will be there. He's doing all the loan investor loan products. Brian, Andrew, Steve, 
and Zach Zachary keeps who is, does tons of rental properties. So we have a bunch of different flavors. Steve on the wholesale side, Brian on the flip, Zach on the the rentals, and Andrew on the money. So yeah, October tenth, panelist probably start around seven thirty at night for the panel. So I'd love for everyone to be there. I'm super excited to meet you in person. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm excited too. You guys have been doing great things and you know, I can see the spirit of giving and, and wanting to help out. And if you can, you know, new people just, just be involved and learn and put yourself out there. Like that's a big thing. Ask questions, go up and introduce yourself to guys that are doing it ask for help. And the more you do that and the more you learn, you'll, you'll get it. If that's what you want to do, it's there for you to get. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Like he didn't, you're not making it like so difficult, man. It's just like, it really is that simple. Go shake hands, go meet people, ask for help, apply what you learn and just don't stop doing it. (laughs) And and, in the same chord, just be vulnerable. You know, a lot of the times when you go to things like this everybody wants to say how big their thing is you know yeah yeah but just be vulnerable and people will be more apt to help you and be honest hey i've only done one deal i didn't Mm -hmm. i lost five grand i need help what do you you think not like oh yeah i got this i got this and this guy you know nobody likes absolutely nobody likes that no one's gonna help you and i and i've learned that you know i could say the same thing and oh i've done this this and this Nobody cares, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and people will help you when you're, when you're honest and vulnerable and share your mistakes and, and just be open. That's, that's what people are there for to help you out. Right. We say it every show, Marcus, we got one of those buttons to go. Do, 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 do. We need one of those so- for that, man. So, Brian, man, I really appreciate you. And I thank you because you have a wonderful spirit about you. You know, you can tell that you're a giver. You can tell that you're a humble and meek person. But at the same time, you're a savvy business individual because a lot of people have the false perception that in order for you to be successful at business, it's cutthroat. And it's not necessarily cutthroat. You know, when you have the right spirit about yourself, you know, people will bring things to you. God will bring things to you. And I can definitely tell you know, just by what I'm seeing and, and connecting with you here on this podcast. So, man, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for those words. And, you know, that's also, you know, God beat me up a little bit and making me humble. So it, it, yeah, you, know, yeah. you got you to go through your, your good and your bad to, to be that way. But I, I appreciate you pointing that out. So thank you. Awesome. Man. Thank so, you. So speaking of bringing things, how do people bring you deals, bring you money, whatever it is? <laughs> you know what? I'll just give you my cell phone. You can just, just text me. You know, do you guys notice the new thing now is, hey, are you still buying or is this, yeah. you know, are, you, are you a buyer? And I'm like, just text me the deal, text me the address, <laughs> text me the photos and how much you want. And I yeah, will exactly. tell you, okay. Yeah. But they play like this game. Like someone's teaching them to do this. I don't know who is. I want to. Steve Trang, it better not be you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So just, yeah, just text me the deal. Like question when, when, when I'm sure when you guys are looking at deals, you want the address, you want photos. When is the closer escrow date? Is there any access? And is it vacant at closing? Like yep. That's what I want to know. And I will tell you if I'm at my desk, I'll tell you in five minutes, but I always say, give me 20 minutes. So text me. It's 480. 480- Two zero six eight four eight two four eight zero two zero six eight four eight two. 
That's the easiest way. Send me deals, send me money. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in, you know, we invest it. So I'm, I'm, I'm joking, but for those who have money that want to invest, you know, we, we always go through title, promissory notes, deeds of trust. You'll never give me money. I'll never give you money. It goes through title. It's in and out as we cycle through the homes and we always need more money. So if somebody's on the call and they have money and they want to do that, you can text me as well. Love it, man. Okay. All right. Well, you guys know how to get in touch with Brian, especially you wholesalers that need to move some deals. Make sure they're deals, please. Let's make sure they're (laughs) deals. He already gave you his criteria. He's looking at 70% ARV. Don't send over 95%, 98% saying this is a deal. So, How about a a um, new rule we create in the real estate industry? You can't wholesale a deal unless you flip the deal. Ooh. I like that. Right? I like that. Now we have less yeah. comment. Can you, can, you, can you call the police and in, impl- implement that, Mike? <laughs> Man, I wish I had that power. <laughs> that's, 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 what, that's, good. that's what you do. You make them do a deal and then they'll know not to send me that dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah, when your money's on the line, man, you think totally different, man. Oh, yeah. Back yeah. in the day, you know, because there's, you guys know all the big ones. And then I remember I was just bored and just honorary and he sent me a deal. I'm like, I'm like dude, I'm going to make three grand on that deal. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. about? It's a great deal. And I put it in my calculator, texted it to him. I'm like, I'm going to make three grand. Yeah. Why would I do that deal? Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, anyways, do a deal. Then you can wholesale. <laughs> Love it. Love I'm it. sorry. I'm just preaching. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, guys. So remember, October 10th, venue 8600 in Scottsdale. Uh, Brian will be there. Make sure you come ready to give and make sure you come ready to receive because there's going to be a lot of information that's going to be available to you there. So Brian, Mike, thank you as always. Thank you guys for providing great content and we will see you on the next episode of the Azria show. Okay. Thanks guys. Thank you, man. Thanks for listening to the Azria show with your hosts, Marcus Maloney and Mike Delpreet. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this information valuable, head over to azria.org and learn more about our community.